It's time to get down to business on the weekend's number one business program. Known as the king of networking, your host, Shalom Klein, has worked with thousands of entrepreneurs and created countless jobs. So, to success, let's get down to business. And indeed, we are all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship and business. We talk a lot about business here. You are on with Get Down to Business, and I'm your host, Shalom Klein. Remember, you can always download podcasts from Get Down to Business on my website at shalomklein.com. And while you're there, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Shalom Klein. It's going to be a jam-packed week of content and information you will not want to miss. So let's kick this program off. I'm absolutely thrilled to be joined by Benjamin Preston, who is an award-winning business consultant and career strategist. Ben consults with businesses to support initiatives in marketing, business strategy, operations, employee development, and human resources. And finally, he's the author of Harness Your Butterflies, The Young Professional's Metamorphosis to an Exciting Career. And he's been featured on many fantastic programs. So without further ado, Ben, welcome to Get Down to Business. Thank you. It's great to be here. It's great to have you. So you are, as mentioned, award-winning business consultant and career strategist behind every entrepreneur. There is a usually a fascinating story. So tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you caught that entrepreneurial bug. Yeah. So it's interesting. I never uh, visioned myself being an entrepreneur. I started off my career uh, not knowing what I wanted to do. I think that like a lot of young professionals, I kind of was like, what, where, where am I going? Uh, I ended up moving to New York City, working for a billion-dollar communications company uh, owned by Publicis Group uh, based out of France. Um, so that was really fun. Didn't feel like I was making an impact. Moved to a couple different startups, uh, then moved to a mid-sized organization, helping build economies on uh, Native American reservations across the U.S. And then eventually, I was like, I'm going to start my own business because I feel like there's a lot more freedom and a lot more kind of me being able to pursue my passions and stuff. So that's I took the long way around. I think some people grow up knowing that they want to own their own business. For me, it was kind of a, a learning journey along the way. And what I find fascinating, uh, Benjamin, is that you uh, offer coaching for young professionals. So we'll get into that in just a little bit. Um, but something that I found fascinating about your background is that your uh, approach is to encourage clients to uncover their unique strengths and passions. So it's actually, you try to encourage your clients to build roles around strengths instead of taking job descriptions and fitting employees into them. Let's talk about how you have developed that approach and maybe one or two of the success stories where you've seen that in action. Yeah. So I actually, uh, it's kind of that funny thing where nobody likes to do the stuff they're not good at. Like my only exception is karaoke. People do karaoke, even if they're not good at it. But for the most part, the things that people don't like doing, whether it's in their roles or in their personal lives, you don't usually pursue the things you're not very good at. So, and that's always been my approach is I always do the stuff that I'm good at. And so when I was starting to work with clients, uh, not, not paid when I first started, I was kind of talking to like different people, my coworkers or friends or people who were kind of struggling and just needed advice. And having been in a lot of different scenarios in my own professional career, people were asking for my advice. And I always kind of gravitated toward telling people to find the things that they are good at. So go for their strengths, uh, whether it be like taking a Clifton Strengths Finders or doing a self inventory and kind of finding your strengths, pivoting yourself toward that. And then, so that's kind of from the individual's perspective. Um, finding your strengths. But I've also noticed on the other side, 
that business owners and businesses don't tap into their employees' strengths. So there's kind of a dual, uh, a dual learning, I think, on both sides where it's like employees should be pursuing the things they're good at and businesses should be encouraging employees to do the things they're good at, even if it doesn't necessarily fit their job description. And again, I'm chatting with Benjamin Preston, the author of Harness Your Butterflies, The Young Professional's Metamorphosis to an Exciting Career. And uh, it's interesting that uh, you share that advice, again, focusing on strengths. I've shared many a time on this program um, that I believe uh, that it is so important for uh, job seekers, uh, folks in transition, to really do that deep dive and identify those strengths as opposed to spending so much time trying to wordsmith on a resume and just applying, um, you know, applying for jobs here and there. It's like uh, shooting with a blindfold on. You're not going to hit the target. You really need to be focused and strategic. And it sounds like that is what it is all about. So going into your practice, uh, Benjamin Preston, LLC, you are also the co-founder of uh, Hereditary uh, uh, Cancer Solution. Uh, hereditary cancer foundation rather. So tell us a little bit about your community work. Yeah. So it's funny. My, my sister actually approached me with the idea. Um, so when I was like in, in, I don't know, probably 13 or 14, um, my mom passed away with breast cancer. And one of the things that was really interesting back in early two thousands was the, it wasn't really known that certain genetic hereditary cancers certain treatments actually were worse for patients. Um, and that was, just, I feel like there's so much in terms of genetics that people haven't, that they didn't know. And so even now today in the, in 2021, there's so much that people aren't aware of. So our biggest thing um, was to help out physicians and patients to kind of understand what hereditary cancer is, how to, how to uh, basically find solutions to help prevent those, because it's, a lot of it is preventable from a hereditary cancer standpoint. Um yeah, so it's, it's kind of more patient advocacy and working with physicians, because if you think about the number of stuff that general doctors have to work with, it's not always cancer. It's usually like, you know, physicals or things like that. And we go in and say, if you see that a patient has a family history of cancer, probably get them tested for hereditary cancer because they're more than likely at higher risk than the general population of, of getting cancer. So it's more of a health patient advocacy. Well, kudos to you for, um, for, for focusing in those areas while also, again, juggling a very, very professional career. And speaking of professional careers, so I mentioned earlier that you spend a lot of your time, days, and probably some nights coaching young professionals. Um, and because you've been in those shoes, you've been there, it sounds like you talked about your journey into entrepreneurship. So tell us about some of those perhaps inspirational conversations that you have in where your area of expertise is. And uh, shortly, of course, we'll make sure that people know where they can purchase your book and get a hold of you and your, uh, and your firm. Yeah. Um, so when it comes to like the next generation of employees or young employees, the name of the game is fulfillment and passion and purpose. That's the thing that business owners hear over and over again. That's the thing that I hear over and over again is people uh, come into me and they say, I don't know what my passion is. I don't know what my purpose is, which is a very, very big question. Um, and so my kind of the way that I work with uh, young, young, the way that I work with young professionals uh, is to help them kind of de-escalate the stress that they put on themselves. Cause I think a lot of people come in with this anxiety of what am I supposed to do for the rest of my life? Um, and so I think it's kind of helping them navigate, understanding here's how business works. You probably aren't going to find your passion right away. It's more of a discovery phase. Um, and the other thing that I think is really fascinating, the, the biggest uh, learning curves that I've had with some of my students are people who feel like they're supposed to be learning from things that aren't fun. 
Um, I mean, there's always learning and there's always uh, focus through adversity. And I would always advocate if you're going through adversity, there's learning. But a lot of times people that I work with will go into situations knowing that they don't like it. And they'll say, well, this is just a learning experience for me. And it's like, I, I while I applaud the heroics and the, and the uh, I guess, the, the vigor in which people approach adversity, I would say you learn a lot more by moving toward the stuff that you like and not and realizing you didn't like it than just going into something you know that you're not going to like and then saying well I didn't like that it's like why would you why would you like kind of what you're talking about before why would you apply for a job that you know you're not going to like if you already know that you're not going to like it why wouldn't you go toward the things that you learn from those as opposed to learn the, the reinforce the negative beliefs that you're already instilling on a job or a position well through those conversations especially in this period where we all know somebody that has uh, been affected uh, by COVID, physical health, mental health, or employment. It is so important to be strategic, take a little bit of a step back, um, and think long and hard about your strengths. Um, and I've always been an advocate for, um, for taking a DISC assessment, um, looking at those uh, high Ds, high Is. Um, and I, I, uh, our, our listeners can't see it, but you're smiling and nodding. And uh, I know that those our important skills and assessments. So if folks want to schedule a time to uh, get in touch with you, or of course, learn more about your book, where can they get a hold of you? Yeah, so um, I'm on LinkedIn. That's probably the easiest way to get in contact with me. The other thing, I have a website, benjaminpreston.com. It has all the contact information. So if you're looking to get a hold of me or you want to schedule a consultation, um, I'm on there. Otherwise, if you are looking for the book, you can go on Amazon, Harness Your Butterflies, Young Professionals Metamorphosis to an Exciting Career. It's, uh, it's a fantastic read. I encourage all of our listeners, uh, again, to take that step back, uh, purchase a copy of the book, get in touch with Ben Preston um, for, that, uh, for that discussion, but of course, connect on LinkedIn. So uh, Ben Preston, uh, thank you so much for joining us on the air, sharing your advice, uh, information. I have a hunch that your entrepreneurial journey is uh, just in the early stages and there will be more books to follow. So thanks again for joining us. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And a shout out to a uh, new member of the Get Down to Business family. Uh, special thanks and uh, hello, welcome to our, uh, to our producer, uh, Josh, um, for, uh, for making the show happen. And a shout out to our friend, uh, Debbie Schreiner, for uh, all that she has done over these past many weeks and months. And of course, George Hoffman. Um, the show has been on the air now for over seven years. So lots of podcasts, lots of conversations, all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Get on my website, shalomkline.com, where you can learn more. And make sure you click uh, share and rate and review. It makes it easier for people to find out more about all of our conversations, small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Speaking of business jobs and entrepreneurship, we'll be right back after this quick break. Welcome back to Get Down to Business. I've got a real treat for you. I've Ashley Michigay, who is the co-owner and CEO of True North Retirement Advisors, a family-run advisory firm. She specializes in challenges that business owners face and helps them create highly customizable, successful exit plans. Ashley, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. So uh, as I always do, would love to get to know the person behind the microphone. Tell us your story and how you got into this very unique area of expertise. Yeah, I actually started my first business when I was eight years old and kind of got the bug then doing it. I would, uh, if you went out of town, I would 
feed your cat, water your plants, take care of your house, make sure everything was a-okay when you went on vacation. And so, uh, you know, the, the, the beautiful thing about that was that I had no competition. And so when I was a kid, I thought this business thing is really easy. I just kind of hang out my shingle and people come to me and, and it wasn't until I, got a little bit older that I realized that it's actually a lot more challenging than that. Um, And then I ended up going uh, to, when I went to college, I became interested in finance. And so I got a finance degree, became very interested in um, valuation through some of the school projects I was doing and the classes I was taking. And then right out of college, I joined my father in his financial advisory practice. And so we worked together for about 10 years um, for big firms. And then about three years ago, we launched our own business, True North Retirement Advisors. Um, And so that's how we're here today. But I kind of fell into working with business owners really early on in my career. I, I started out and I still do this today, but I specialize in 401k plan consulting. And so I would work with a lot of small business owner clients. And I found that almost none of them, even though a lot of them were getting close to retirement, and I was talking to them about their retirement through the 401k, almost none of them had any plan or strategy or anything to deal with their business. Um, And so that was really the catalyst in just seeing this need among the clients that I was already working with um, for uh, figuring out what the heck they're going to do with their business when they wanted to retire. Well, Ashley, I appreciate it very, very much. So one of the things I know that you have become an expert on and that you have been speaking um, quite a bit about is how to protect and grow the value of your business during the pandemic. And that is an inspirational uh, lesson and surely something all of our listeners want to know a thing or two about. So we're now into 2021. Um, we now have sort of grown accustomed to living in this world of COVID, but is it possible to come out on the other side stronger? So Ashley, uh, one of the things that everybody is wondering, and I know that you speak about regularly, is how to protect and grow the value of your business during the pandemic. We've gotten accustomed to living in the world of COVID. Is it possible to come out on the other side even stronger? Yes, uh, you know, it's not true across the board. Obviously, COVID has and will be um, catastrophic for a great many number of businesses. And it's very, it's very sad to, to see that happening. Um, but for the businesses that are that will survive, for the businesses who have cash flow and are profitable, I think that there's a, a great many opportunities um, to to come out the other side of COVID even stronger. So the best investors of the world, you think of the Warren Buffets of the world, they always see opportunities in crisis and take advantage of those opportunities. And and usually, you know, you hear that's where the wealth is is made is is in crisis. But you have to be positioned and you have to be lucky enough to not have COVID completely decimate your business. But for those that will survive, there are opportunities. The challenge is looking for and and keeping your eyes open uh, to those opportunities, because I think that the easy thing to do is just to kind of, you know, go cl- cl- crawl back into your shell and, uh, you know, wait, wait for everything to be over. And that's a mistake for for business owners if, if they're going to take that posture. Mm-hmm. I'm chatting with Ashley McShay, the co-owner and CEO of True North Retirement Advisors. So, Ashley, um, I want to talk to you about business valuation. You believe it's possible to value your business in less than 10 minutes and it can be done for free. Tell us a little bit about that. 
Yes. So I, this is what I've been talking about when I go on, you know, podcasts and radio programs and all that. The, the, the perception is, is that when you're a business owner, if you want to understand what your business is worth, which by the way, is the number one thing, the first thing you should do if you're thinking about exiting your business, you have to know what the value is today because it, it, it sort of dictates everything else and all the next steps that you do. You can't make real progress on your business exit if you don't know what the value of your business is. So that's the very first step. And, and the number one thing I want to convey to your audience is that you need to know what your business is worth. But too many business owners rely on rules of thumb or, you know, oh, it's, you know, one times revenue or whatever their valuation is for their particular industry. That is very inaccurate and can lead to a lot of wrong assumptions that can lead to some bad decisions down the road. So, the old way of valuing a business is you would hire somebody, you would pay them thousands of dollars. They'd take like four to six weeks to uh, go through your financials, understand your business to produce a estimated value for your business. Um, but if you don't need a certified valuation, then the technology that exists today allows business owners to value their business um, for free. So one of the first things that we did when we um, started True North is that we started subscribing to a software service that has 50 million businesses in the database. And so whether you're a dental practice, a consulting firm, and uh, an architecture firm, manufacturing, whatever your business is, you can enter some key data points into that software tool that we make available revenue, pre-tax income. These are all things that hopefully you have at your fingertips. And it will provide you with a very accurate valuation in five to 10 minutes. So it's a very powerful tool. We actually pay for this tool. Um, we pay a, pay a monthly subscription fee to make it available, but then we pass it along to our uh, clients and basically anybody who wants to use it for free because we know that that is the key to unlocking everything else that we will do when we're uh, working with clients on their exit strategy. Excellent. I'm chatting again with Ashley Michike, who uh, is the CEO of True North Retirement Advisors. So Ashley, we'll make sure that our listeners know where they can get access to that tool. But um, speaking about what you and your amazing team does, um, you provide a simple and easy way to protect your business employees and key stakeholders if something catastrophic were to occur. So what is the advice that you have for entrepreneurs at any size that they should be putting in place today in January 2021 for their business. Yeah, one of the things I've been talking a lot about since the pandemic began is how do you get that business critical information out of your head? Too often, a lot of business owners just everything that they do, especially if they're doing payroll and they wear a lot of different hats. And um, so it can, it can be complicated. So you, you want to protect your business and think about what, what if something catastrophic happened, you want to give the, the right instructions to the right people. So for example, who should take over operations and the financial decisions in your absence? If you, you know, if you work with closely with clients and customers, who should contact them? Do you want your like all of your customers to just get a text message and say, you know, oh, hey, Ashley kicked the bucket. Sorry, go find somebody else. Like you probably have an idea of how you want your customers, your clients, your employees to be informed should something happen to you. So 
all of these uh, things probably live in your head, but they need to get out of your head and onto what we call business continuity instructions. So it's a list of instructions that prov that you provide to your um, uh, you can provide them to your key advisors. You'd probably, if you're married, you'd want to give a copy of these instructions to your spouse um, and any key people in your business. So these have like the first contacts and actions that I just described. But then who are your trusted advisors? Who's your payroll company? Where are your bank accounts held? You don't have to provide all the details, but you need to give some idea of where someone can find this information. And then existing arrangements. So like things like um, buy, sell, Agreements. If you have insurance policies, where can a copy of those things be found? Um, and so mm -hmm. what it does is it takes this very chaotic time. You know, if something happens to you unexpectedly, it's likely that your business could be plunged into chaos. Um, and well, so the good news is that the good news is that people have uh, the, the team at uh, True North to assist them in the process. So, Ashley, we're running out of time and I want to make sure listeners know where they can reach you to have that consultation. Uh, can you provide your website and contact information? It's truenorthra.com. And then if you go to forward slash value my business, uh, that's where you can get free access to the business valuation tool. And um, I, I have a template I can send anybody who wants to uh, write their own business continuity instructions Fantastic. as well. Well, Ashley Mitchell, you are a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us on the air. I encourage all of our listeners to get in touch with True North and Ashley Mitchell. We're going to squeeze in a quick break. More small business jobs and entrepreneurship on the show about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Welcome back to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. So continuing our theme, entrepreneurship, I'm absolutely thrilled to be joined by Josh Elledge, um, who uh, joins us here as a first-time guest on the program. Uh, Josh is the host of a daily podcast, The Thoughtful Entrepreneur, where he covers a wide range of topics relating to the entrepreneur's journey, something we sp speak about very regularly over here. So uh, Josh Elledge, a founder and CEO, I always start with the question of when did you get the entrepreneurial bug? <laughs> I think I was born with it. But you know, it's really interesting. So my dad is a business owner. My grandma was is is a business owner owns, owns a health food store. Um, her father uh, owned kind of like a five and dime. Uh, and my great great granddaddy, no no great 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 Dan great. Listen to this name, Amos Elledge. That's an old timey name, and he was a proprietor and he sold blocks of ice. <laughs> wow! Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well. It's in my blood. You you've had it. It's in your genes for sure. It is. It is. So I uh, I am fascinated by your background. It's called SavingsAngel.com, which, as I understand it, came uh, as a uh, as a uh, sort of in partnership with your PR experience as a U.S. Navy journalist, mm -hmm. where you became an influencer in your field. So let's talk about your story. Let's talk about um, sort of how you ended up doing the things you're doing because you are an inspiration, my friend. Oh, well, thanks. Jeez, I don't know about that. Uh, but um, yeah, so Savings Angel was actually my seventh business venture. And uh, the, the previous six had, some had failed, some had failed spectacularly, but because um, I, I really uh, did not want to go back working corporate America, you know, I was always just trying to find what 
what should I be doing? What can I be doing to have a great impact in the world? So Savings Angel really was out of necessity. I needed to save my family money um, because my income was kind of unstable. Um, And so um, Savings Angel was a tool that allowed us to cut our grocery bill in half. And in fact, um, you know, I was feeding a family of five or just over $200 a month because of the Savings Angel platform, which would kind of match store sales and coupons, and you could go and get free groceries every single week. And so for years and years and years, we ran it as a membership website, and we just charge 20 bucks a month, and folks would be able to save two to $300 consistently month after month. So yeah, that company ended up doing, um, we've done well over $6 million in revenue. Um, the couponing craze kind of died down. Um, and so as a result, that's like mark, market forces come and go. And, you know, you, nobody here is smarter than the market. And so uh, much, you know, I, I would have preferred that that company kept on going and growing. But, you know, the market, uh, you know, the market will let you know what they want. <laughs> and so thankfully, uh, you know, I had been spending my time um, serving pro bono in our local startup community. Um, serving uh, veteran-owned, minority-owned, women-owned businesses, um, doing pro bono work, serving on boards, doing workshops, consulting, all pro bono. Because I I just believe that that's what you're supposed to do if you've gotten success in business, or even if you want success in business, just give away your time. And that actually led to people saying, well, wait a minute, (laughs) you're actually pretty good at this. Um, I've been in the media over 2,000 times um, so yeah, I've, I've kind of learned the ropes. And in fact, you know, that's all we did for savings angel is I, I don't think I spent more than a hundred bucks for advertising because it really just didn't work very well for us. Um, all I did was just go on TV, write a newspaper column, do lots of radio, uh, and lo and behold, um, you know, people appreciated when you're just authentic and you're generous mm-hmm. with them. Absolutely. And I'm chatting with Josh Elledge, um, who, uh, as we've been talking about the entrepreneurial story, Savings Angel was, uh, was one of many businesses uh, that, uh, that you got started. So Josh, um, very quickly, before we head to a, uh, to a break, and we will continue our conversation with you, what is the one thing, the one bit of advice that you would have for an aspiring entrepreneur that is looking to make sure that they are running their business profitably, successfully, and efficiently? Yeah, one of the big, I mean, most important things you could be doing is just becoming a student of those who have already made the mistakes. I've made thousands of mistakes. And so the more time you can spend learning from others, and I'm not talking about gurus that are popping up overnight and just want to sell you their $2,000 thing or whatever. Like, try to find people that you can tell are insanely generous with their time and they don't put a lot of work and effort into selling you. <laughs> like you can tell, you can totally tell who is on either side of that equation. Go, go find the givers, the ones that have the street cred and go learn from them. Um, because generally they'll be very, very authentic and honest with you about what works and what does not work. Words of wisdom, Josh Elge. Um, I'm going to squeeze in a quick break and bring you back in where we are going to talk about more, more about you, um, your, uh, your passion for uh, family, physical fitness, and uh, sort of your life's journey as well. But a shout out to our amazing friends of the program, Friends of Get Down to Business. I encourage everybody to check out ChicagoSignatureLimo.com, a good friend, Irina Freeman, for all of your transportation needs in 
the Chicagoland area, as well as actually in the Orlando area, right in uh, your neck of the woods, Josh. Um, That's right. As well as Tom Urbali from healthplanchicago.com for all of your health insurance needs. They are experts in the Affordable Care Act. And I encourage everybody, again, check out healthplanchicago.com. We are going to squeeze in a quick break. We'll return on the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship in just a moment. Welcome back to Get Down to Business. I'm continuing my conversation with Josh Elledge, who is a serial entrepreneur um, who has spent time as a U.S. Navy journalist and has become an influencer in, frankly, many, many fields. And Josh has an incredible uh, reach, an incredible following, uh, almost 80,000 Twitter uh, followers, uh, many uh, tens of thousands on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, all over the place, and is a syndicated columnist as well as weekly TV consumer expert in Orlando. So, Josh, um, behind every entrepreneur, there is a uh, supportive family. So, tell us a little bit about your home life and some of your hobbies. Well, you know, my wife's a good woman because, um, you know, when I referenced our six business failures before we started our two current seven figure companies, um, they were not making money. I mean, maybe we'd make some money one month and not the other. And so she's a good woman to have um, that much patience and go through that because it wasn't hard. And, you know, when you go through the experience of failing in business, and I feel like it's a rite of passage, um, you know, it's 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 really good that you you use that failure to aim your heart in the right direction. Um, but it's very humbling when, you know, if you're a husband and dad and you lose your home to foreclosure, bankruptcy, you have to go live with your in-laws. Um, it it's, it kind of sucks uh, <laughs> to put it lightly. Um, mm-hmm. But so I'm very, very grateful, um, you know, and there are stages of life, right? Just like Jim Rohn talks, there are seasons of life. Um, there are just seasons where you just have to get out and, you, you know, it's, um it's winter and you got to keep doing the thing anyway. And you're trying things, you're exploring, you're trying to, you're learning, you're trying to figure it out. And then eventually guess what? After every winter is a spring. And so just know that if you're going through a winter right now in your business, um, been there, done that. And I feel for you. I promise that Mm -hmm. if you will, however, um, wake up in the morning and ask yourself, who do I get to serve today? If you if you work with a servant's heart, the money will come. If your main concern is money, people are going to sense it, and it's going to be much more difficult, my experience. Absolutely. And I share that advice with folks in transition all the time um, regarding focus. And we've been talking a little bit about that um, earlier in the program. But Josh, my takeaway from everything you shared is balance. Um, you are a uh, you work hard and you play hard, which I think is super important. And uh, you have to have that level of moderation. And I understand that you are a uh, fitness uh, junkie. I don't know if that's the right word, um, but you are a uh, marathon runner. I can uh, I can relate. I can appreciate that um, because I've been through many of that uh, many of those experiences as well. So tell us a little bit about how you how you separate from those uh, from all those influencers and all that influencing that you do. 
Uh, what, what through through running? <laughs> running, so, yeah. So sad to say, Scott, and I hope this never happens to you. I've been sacked with plantar fasciitis now for about a year and a half, and so it's really curtailed my ability to hit the road. And I can't tell you how sad it makes me when I'm driving down the road. I see a runner. I'm like, man, I wish I was out there. But I've done Disney a couple of times, the marathon there. Um, that's a fun one. You're not going to generally not going to PR on that one. <laughs> um, but it's really fun because they do a good job of keeping you distracted um, from the pain that your body's feeling. <laughs> I'm bringing um, and, up a but, sore and, subject. <laughs> I'm yeah, bringing up a sore subject number where I'm half, running and I feel way. bad about it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So right now, like I, I, you know, and especially with the new year, um, just really kind of keying in on, you know, really great eating right now while I'm sidelined from running. Now I do, I love resistance training, love, you know, I, I just, that's my therapy. And if I don't get that, like my brain just goes. So at the very least, uh, my doggy Levi takes me for three walks a day. Well, that that helps. So, Josh, uh, I want to talk about your level of influence. Again, I'm chatting with Josh Elledge, um, somewhat of an expert on being an expert. And I want to pick your brain on that topic uh, of how you have become that level of influencer and what advice would you have for fellow entrepreneurs? Well, I don't know about that, Jill. I, I appreciate that introduction. Um, you know, the reality is, is there's there's only so much that you can learn. You know, I, I advocated for surrounding yourself with experts and people that have that true street knowledge, like they've done the deal. They're not just trying to weasel you into some sort of a sales funnel. Right? Find those people. It, and that's learned knowledge. You need as much of that as you possibly can. An hour a day minimum is is kind of what I focus on, but you really, you just have to trust that activity knowledge is going to be 10 times more impactful, right? Do the thing, have the power as uh, Schopenhauer would say. So the, you know, it's like, you know, you think back to um, high school and, you know, maybe you studied and remember the Pythagorean theorem. I do not. Right. Uh, but I sure as heck remember my first kiss and because I experienced that thing. Right. As experience is just such a valuable teacher. So don't be afraid of failure, like embrace failure. Every time you fail, that makes you stronger. And eventually, once you stack up hundreds or thousands of points of failure, you will feel not invincible, but man, you're just going to be that wisdom is really going to guide you to success. Well, Josh Elledge, I appreciate all of the advice. And we're going to squeeze in one more quick break and then wrap up our conversation with Josh Elledge. Again, you are listening to the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship, and we will be right back. Chicago, don't touch that dial. Welcome back to Get Down to Business. And as always, check out my website, shellandkline.com, where you can download podcasts from the past seven plus years of shows. And uh, I'm back with Josh Elledge. So, Josh, you have um, you have become an expert in helping consultants um, that are at the six figure level get to seven figures. You know a thing or two about that. Josh, can you share uh, your technique? Yeah, because I mean, this is something that that we were just experiencing ourselves. So as a media consultant and I was tasked with 
turning our clients into media celebrities. You know, one thing, you know, like a lot of consultants, my best clients were coming through word of mouth. And, uh, but that wasn't really scalable. Like, you know, I'd see, meet people at events, you know, get word of mouth from customers, you know, certainly try to, you know, expand on that. But it, it just really wasn't enough. And I'd see other people like, oh, no, you ought to be doing Facebook ads. You know, no, 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 you got to do webinars. No, you got to do white papers. You got to do this. And none of that stuff was working. Right. It was it was attracting me to people, but not really qualified people that really uh, had the ability and desire to pay for what I had to offer. And so what I found is that, um, you know, lead gen is the easiest thing on the planet if you are reaching out with the right offer. It's not hard to come up with a list. And and where people screw it up is because marketers who ruin everything, by the way, um, go out and go right for the jugular. It's it's it sometimes it feels scammy, it feels like a waste of time. I mean, just think about the stuff I to sell to you and the things that you've experienced. What are what's the inner dialogue when you see that sales funnel stuff going on at you? You don't generally don't like it. It's like someone coming up to you at a networking event and they just go into robo sales mode, right? And so even with the, oh, but you're supposed to jab, 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 right hook. Yeah, we still know what you're doing. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. what you, have, you absolutely have to have noble intent when you reach out, right? You should really truly find out. This is, you know, 2000 media appearances. It's the exact same philosophy. How do they get all that media? Because when I reach out, I know what they truly want and that's what I provide them. So for example, you got to look at the assets that you have. What's something that you can do that you can give away for free and it's valuable, right? It's super valuable, not necessarily to you and how much it costs you, but it would be perceived to be exceptionally valuable to your ideal target guest and then go ahead and give that thing away. And you have to do it in a very authentic, transparent way of communication. Stop trying to mail merge. Stop trying to do this one to many, just saving time. You got to spend more time. If you're selling bigger ticket items, you have to spend more time with fewer people and you have to let them know that you care about them. Now, if you will do these things, I promise you that sales is going to be the easiest thing on the planet for you if you always put other people's needs first. Stop listening to the marketing gurus and start listening to your heart and ask yourself, what is it that you appreciate and do that thing? Make it really easy for people to spend time with you. You want proximity together right? Because when you have that familiarity, then people's guard goes down. And then you could say, well, tell me more about what you do. Yeah. Tell me more about what you do. Right. And then two people like you've had these meetings, right. Or these conversations where two successful business people talk and then they figure out a great way that they can serve one another. Just do spend your every, spend all your waking hours doing that. And you will never have to worry about sales again. I mean, at this Great point, advice. Every yeah, we get fifteen to twenty people every single week. Zero outbound. Everything is one hundred percent inbound, um, just because of the generosity. Josh, we, real quick, where can people? Real quick, where can people reach you if they want to learn more about all that you do? Upmyinfluence.com. www.upmyinfluence.com. We're looking for podcast guests. In fact, we have a daily show. So if you're doing six figures or more, come over to our website. 
apply, we'd love to feature you. We have over 100,000 in our audience. And you have been listening to Get Down to Business. We'll be back next Sunday at 6 p.m. right here on AM560, The Answer. So to success, let's get down to business. We'll talk to you next week.